0: Welcome, everyone. This is the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason.
1: Oh, uh, one other thing. In regard to your practice of recording people's comments after the screening, what is that like a question and answer period? Hey, Jason, it's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just been listening to your episode where you're talking about story games. And uh, to, just to clarify, the. The example I was talking about was actually at a convention. It was a panel that I was going to, which was about story games and their place in the RPG world. Now, I've played story games, don't have any problem with the the mechanics as such. Quite enjoyed them. Happy days. Thought, oh, maybe there was something interesting here. Went along to it. Uh, There was a friend of mine participating in the panel, so I also went along to it. And pretty much the entire panel was spent sort of like ragging on so-called traditional games and sort of scoffing at the fact that games have people, characters dying and conflict in them. And to be fair, that just left a bit of a nasty taste in my mouth. But like I say, nothing wrong with the games. Enjoying the episode, dude. Keep up the good work. Speak to you soon.
0: Okay, that was John of Red Dice Diaries. Thank you, John. If you don't listen to his podcast or watch his YouTube channel, I recommend both. They're both very good. So John was just clarifying. I mentioned him last week when I talked about story games and the issue between story gamers and OSRs. And, and again, I hate those terms. I don't want to have two groups in the hobby because we love both the games. It's individuals that cause issues, not groups of people. And I was imprecise in my language, so I was called to task on that by another caller who was making sure I wasn't, Who, she knew I wasn't targeting groups, but she wanted to make sure that other people didn't misinterpret what I was saying as targeting groups. So let's listen to that call.
2: Hey, Jason, it's Liren. You're talking about um, people who play Star Games having a bad rap. Well, You know, I think part of that whole thing comes from the fact that I noticed when I went to Dexcon that there was a contingent of alternative people, whether they be gay or transgender or, or asexual, or they were, they're just alternative. And, you know, there wasn't much of a place for them in old school role-playing games. And this is said from them, this is not me guessing. And as a matter of fact, they had to ask someone to leave one of the conventions because one of the transgender ladies was sitting at a table and this person made some incredibly derogatory comments as their character about transgenderism. So as much as it might seem like they're just difficult and wanting to take over old school games, I think they're also trying to build a place within gaming where they're welcome and they fit and they don't have to worry about things like that happening. So I don't know. I guess my observation would be that I hope everyone is kind and gentle with them and can wish them well and doing what feels right to them. I don't think them wanting to build games that are inclusive of stuff like that denigrates anyone who plays old school games. But I mean, that could just be me reading into the, you know, um, animosity between the two. I don't know. Just wanted to share.
0: Okay. So that was Learn from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I recommend you listen to her podcast. And she brings up valid point by not pre-scripting my answer to Free Thrall's question last podcast, I had some ambiguity in there. I was talking about individuals that were weaponizing, quote-unquote, story games or weaponizing, quote-unquote, OSR. So an easy example on the OSR side is RPG Pundit. But just because the pundit says something doesn't mean all the OSR people are saying it. And the same thing on the other side. Just because a proponent of, quote-unquote, story games says something doesn't mean all the story gamers are doing it. I never even thought about the LGBTQ community. I think I got the letters in the right order. If I didn't, I apologize. But now that I think about it, the person that I'm thinking of, who I've read tweets from and what, I don't have an account, but you can see those on the internet anyway, that, you know, so Blanket said, well, if you play this guy's game, you can't be in my game. Or if you, you know, is done really Blanket, disavows of whole swaths of people and things like that. You know, I he does um, identify in the LGBTQ community, but I don't hold that community to what one individual in that community says. So, for the record, so I was talking about individuals. I wasn't trying to talk about groups. Let me clarify that. And for the record, everyone is welcome to my table. I don't – we're all humans. We all have intrinsic value. Everybody – should be respected and loved and should be treated with that respect. You know, in um, Ray Otis's episode 98, 99, his, the long calling episode he did not too long ago, he tells a grandma story about how grandma tried to talk to a prisoner in a doctor's office because she figured nobody else was talking to him. And as a human being, he might appreciate somebody talking to him. Everybody has intrinsic worth. Everybody deserves to be heard and treated with respect. So it doesn't matter if you agree with their gender, it doesn't which sounds stupid when you when I say that out loud. But it doesn't matter if you agree with some of their beliefs or not. If they're not being abusive or bullying or harassing other people at the table, then they can sit down at my table and play. We're all there to play a game. So I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, I don't care if you're this category or that category. If you're um, respectful of the other players in my game, you can sit down and play at my table, and we'll play a game. If you're going to disrespect the other players at my table, then you're going to take a hike. But I wasn't trying to invoke any kind of particular groups, I, I, but I didn't do a good job expressing myself, and I can see where confusion could happen. So in the future, I'm going to avoid... I'm going to try to avoid political talks. I'm going to try to avoid putting my foot in my mouth. No promises. There are other podcasts that do want to talk about politics and gaming. More power to them, and I'll leave that to them. So I will air any other calls on the subject. I'm not going to shut anybody down. If you want to be heard on my podcast, definitely you can be. But if all this dies down, I'm cool with that, and I'll just talk about games and related Quote unquote nerd stuff. So. And I don't think Liren's too frustrated with me because right after she left those messages, she left another message. So let's listen to that now.
2: A couple of fantasy movies that I really love are Lady Hawk with Rutger Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer and Stardust on Michelle Pfeiffer again. Hmm, is that a theme? Anyway, I love those two movies so much. I rewatch them, gosh. I don't think I ever go two years without watching those. I really enjoy them a lot. So, anyway, I look forward to hearing what everyone else recommends.
0: Thanks for those recommendations, Lauren. I think that's spinning off of my discussion with Dave over D Percentile, where we were talking about Excalibur and Conan. So, yeah, please call in. And let us know fantasy movies you recommend for other people to watch, maybe if they haven't seen. Those two are great recommendations, Lauren. So anybody else, feel free to call in on your fantasy movies. Like I say, to me, Excalibur is still the quintessential fantasy movie. I'll hold it above Lord of the Rings or, well, like I said before, to me, the Ralph Baskey and the Rankin and Bass Hobbit and Lord of the Rings are, are the ones I grew up with, and that's my version of those movies. Peter Jackson, those are a love letter of those movies. I know he did his best, and I'm not poo-pooing those, but when I picture that stuff in my head, I picture the cartoons, I don't picture the live action. So that's just me. Anyhow, call us in, give us your fantasy movie picks.
2: Gary and Dave credit on the white boss. But as things advanced, the relationship was on the rocks. Maybe less people know it's next. Games with the first of CK on awesome.
0: This episode I'm going to talk about combat rules, death and dying rules, and healing rules, and we'll touch on equipment such as how armor and weapons will work in the system. Okay, combat. We don't need to worry about initiative because it's all player-based roles. So, if you have to determine surprise, you'll go ahead and roll against your mind to see if you're surprised or not. And then there might be advantage or disadvantage that role depending on what the GM feels is appropriate. If you're surprised, then the first round of combat is a double disadvantage. If you're in a situation where you surprise your opponent, then your first round of combat is at double advantage. So that's as much of an initiative system as we're going to worry about. Whether you hit or not, again, it's just a saving throw against the appropriate stat. So for physical combat, it'd be against body. Social combat, it'd be against your social stat. If you lose, you're gonna take damage. If you win, your opponent will take damage. If you roll exactly your stat number, you'll both take advantage, you'll both take damage. So if you have a body of nine and you roll nine on that saving throw, you'll both take damage. If it's a situation where only one of you would take damage, for example, you're shooting at somebody far away or somebody's shooting at you from far away, and the other doesn't have a weapon, then that die result, then and that and you fail that roll, then you don't take damage because it does, you know, for our purpose does not make sense. Free throw is having you take damage, and that's because he's lumping body, mind, hit points, all that together, and for his system that makes sense. But for our system, if it doesn't make sense for you to take damage, it won't. Now, that kind of leads to equipment. So the equipment will vary on the setting, but basically armor will light armor gives you advantage on your roll, and heavy armor gives you double advantage on your roll. Weapons again it'll depend on the setting, but a weapon might give you advantage on a roll, say a well-balanced sword, or say a scope on a rifle. And then some weapons might give you advantage on the damage roll, so, and that brings us to the damage roll. It's just a D6, easy peasy, a D6. Those characters are going to start with between 5 and 10 body, so they'll take a hit or two to sur- they'll survive one or two hits, and I'm okay with that for a beginning character. So, that's the combat system in a nutshell. I'd love to hear thoughts or questions regarding that. For death and dying, what we're gonna do is if you hit zero or negative hit points, you're gonna roll a body save. If you pass the body save, you're unconscious, but you can still get be brought back or stabilized. If you fail your body save, then you're dead, period. It, while you're unconscious, if somebody wants to kill you, they can, and that's that. All they have to do is declare it. The idea, of, like slitting the unconscious person's throat, but if nobody molests the body, then you roll a d six, and in that many hours, you wake up. So that's the um, death and dying system for our purposes. Any kind of first aid. So I guess we need first aid rules. That'll really be setting determinant how first aid works. So we'll leave that up to the settings. But first aid applied will provide a D6 or 2D6, you know, worth of healing. It'll depend on the setting and what kind of aid it is. But I'd like to keep it simple. So that's really all we're going to do for death and dying rules. As far as natural healing goes... I think that'll stay healing-specific. I mean, if the you want to have something like a long rest or a short rest, it might be one or two points for the short rest and two or four points for the long rest. But otherwise, it'll be like two points a day if you rest or something like that. But realistically, if, if you're in modern day, you're going to heal more by resting than you would in 500 AD, right? So... I think that's going to say healing, a setting-specific thing as far as natural healing goes. As always, the best way to reach me is just leave a voice message on the Anchor app where you can reach me on the Audio Dungeon. Arneson, Arneson, does whatever a guy gets him, sends a story any size, catches players just like flies, look out, Here comes Dave Arneson. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.